Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are with you tonight just to discuss the MCU. Um, we are mostly going to be focusing on... Uh, we're kind of taking a break from our rewatch. We're going to be finishing that up over the next four weeks. But tonight we are going to just catch up on some news we've been missing out on. We haven't Because we haven't covered on... D23 oh, at gosh. all. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. The, um I, first off, let me just say I missed you guys, uh, all the, all of you out there in podcast land. I have been completely devoted to my work the last month about, and so we've been doing pet casts whenever we could, but it hasn't been nearly as uh, as regular and as uh, fulfilling, fulfilling as, <laughs> as it normally is. So I'm, I've really missed doing this. So we wanted to get together tonight and catch up on some news and some feedback that you guys have left, uh, and then we're going to get back on Thor Thor next week. We'll probably do two casts next week. We'll do Thor and Captain America, right? Yep. 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 And then after that, obviously Avengers and then Iron Man three and then Thor, the dark world. And then right Agents after of all Shield of that, we're we'll right back, back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then we're going to do one week where we're going to watch every episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one, two, and do a small cast of each. No, I'm just joking. No, God, I'm just joking. No. There's no way we can do that. <laughs> Um, I'm so excited about October. Can I say that? You can say this that. This is unrelated to the MCU, but it's, it's, it's related to the MCU cast because I've been on working on a project for 10 months, started in December and it is over September, the end of September, I'll be done with it. And it, it, it's uh, it's been a huge, huge project and I'll be done in October. I'm intentionally not even booking that many gigs in October. I'm just like, I've been working so hard. It all came to a head this last month and a half. And so that's why I've been so busy. And now October, I just get to like, I think Stop I'm going to book like six gigs, six like pretty good high dollar gigs that I've already booked. And I'm just not going to book anything else. I'm just going <laughs> to chill for like 24 days that month. I'm just going to relax Gonna go on a vacation or something. Maybe do some podcasting. Maybe, maybe. Maybe <laughs> right around uh, Agents of Shield will be coming out. We'll be, have new content to consume, um, and probably Jessica Jones pretty pretty soon after. Yeah, not long after. Gosh, that's gonna be a oh. it's gonna <laughs> so be a busy time coming once, up. Once all this huge project at my other work finishes, we can start a huge podcast project of covering lots of tv <laughs> a, a huge podcast project of doing everything yes well and speaking <clears throat> of you know tv and structure of marvel uh let's go straight to that news story that we discussed before we started the drop today um, yes the, the news from today most recent news first i guess um <laughs> let's do it chronologically backwards <laughs> reverse chronological it's also a sexual position go ahead wow that's <laughs> Fantastic. Feige, Kevin Feige, <laughs> is no longer going to report to Ike Perlmutter. I'm, sorry, I'm laughing at my own joke because I thought about what a reverse chronological sexual position would be. Like, Then I just started thinking about like some sort of, I don't know, temporal sexual... I don't know. You're taking this too far. Sci-fi. It just, it just, it just like <laughs> flooded me that that was funnier than I meant to, it to be. <laughs> Too far. Okay. Too far. So. Go for it. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige is no longer going to be reporting to Ike Perlmutter. Uh, apparently, due to the restructuring that Marvel and Disney have done, uh, president of Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, will no longer be under the Marvel Entertainment umbrella. He's going to be reporting directly to Disney. I feel like this is huge news, but I don't really fully grasp what it's going to mean. 
Um, <laughs> this it, is big, and I don't know why. I've been reading a little bit on it today and listening to some podcasts that have been talking about it. And a lot of um, – I don't really know much of Ike Perlmutter, uh, like what he's done. I do know from the little bit of reading and listening I've done, he, he tends to try to keep the budget strings tight, uh, which – you know, could inhibit could inhibit Marvel, but also you gotta you gotta realize anytime there's constraints on a project, those constraints can sometimes be good for that project. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Well, but I've trusted Feige so long, but you know that's always while he'll, he's had someone over his head, kind of keeping him under control. Well, he's still gonna be reporting to somebody. He's gonna sure. be reporting to Alan Horn, uh, the Disney oh. Studio chief, and then obviously they're under Bob Iger. Um, so he's still going to have people to report to and people to be like, no, that's a bad idea. Yeah. I just wonder, it seems like he's definitely going to have more power, which yeah, probably. I like. I like that he's going to have more money. You know why? Why? Because that allows them to keep RDJ around. Oh, that's true. It also, it, maybe, if he, if he chooses to be around, yeah. it also allows them to really in, put a lot of money into Infinity War. And if they're going to, oh, they've yeah. been building toward Infinity War for so long... Yeah, and I'd if really it, like to see if it, it the sputters after like a decade of of build up. Yeah, for real, that it's would be so awful. Full decade of building toward this like two film epic, and then it's going to you know they they need to really put you know, they need to have a budget. <laughs> what if we show up for Infinity War? It's been everything's been kept under wraps, and then it's just like uh, like. Thor has like a cardboard hammer oh. and uh, <laughs> just like Iron, no. Man, the Iron Man armor is just like him in like a, wa- a washing machine box with his arms <laughs> cut out the side. Uh, Somebody swapped our film. Damn you, Feige! <laughs> this is what you do with your control? You <laughs> pissed it all away! <laughs> I spit it all on hookers and blow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Madame Kamei's palace. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, well, I I I, th- I think this will be a good thing. I trust Feige. He's done so much right so far. I just hope it's not uh, what happens often when 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 artists. Which uh, it's, it's weird because Kevin Feige is in a way is not the artist. Yeah, he's the he's an executive. But um, what happens a lot of times when executive when artists get too much freedom, they end up. They get so much rope, they hang themselves. Yeah. You know? Um, they get so much freedom. They don't have constraints anymore. A lot of times, people's lowest budget films, their first films are their best films. Yeah. And when the, once their constraints are removed, they, they, they fall fall apart. Or in uh, in Nolan's case, in Christopher Nolan's case, the, uh, the second one where they get a whole bunch of hype from the first one and then a bigger budget from the first one doing better. Yeah. Their second one is the best thing ever because The Dark Knight was the best of that trilogy. Sure. And then he got so much power. And influence and the Dark Knight Rises just sucked. Yeah, that's true. So that's bad. True. Um, and it, it happens with a lot any in any medium, even you know. Yeah. Uh, musicians do the same thing. Their first album's a huge hit, and their second album they get all the money in the world, no restriction restrictions, and they do whatever they creatively want to do, and then it's just there's no. It's angst. just terrible. Yeah. There's there's nothing. And I, I don't know, but I'm hoping that that's not the case here. And maybe the fact that he is not an artist, well, he's still an executive. Well, he's the grandmaster, like, he's got the, the plan. Visionary. He's the visionary of the entire MCU. Yeah. Like, without him, we wouldn't be here. For sure, for sure. Um, 
that we would not well we might be here but not on a podcast probably yeah we might be playing pandemic or something yeah yeah <laughs> man I've, I've been thinking about like this is fun for me i love doing podcasting and i haven't been able to do it lately but then i think about how long it's been since i've just sat around and played a good game of pandemic <laughs> and it like makes me real sad because like, <laughs> i've been making time for this because it's something that i like have a somewhat of a schedule that we're trying to keep and like put out a cast every week but then i think about like just completely wasting time and having fun with my friends playing board games i haven't done that in like six months yeah, it's. I think we played Legendary at your house once in the last six months. Yeah, that's, and I bought it. it. Well, I didn't buy it. I I conned my boss into buying it for me. <laughs> How did you do that? It's not a work expense, Jeff. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was Legendary um, is not a work expense. It was. I was like, you haven't gotten a wedding present or a birthday present for me <laughs> slash Sarah. And he's like, here's both of those things. Fifty dollar board game. And I'm like, okay, I'll play this a lot. <laughs> that's that's real fun. I think I've played literally every iteration of that of the base game so far. <laughs> it's so fun. Oh man, you know I have. I know like you got expansions. Four of the expansions. Yeah. Uh, so we can we can get down on that soon. Anyway, I, we'll talk about that in October. Let's get back to the news. <laughs> I say our next. So Civil War sides have been chosen. Yeah, yeah. A lot of concept art has come out showing a bunch of sides. There's all kinds of rumors flying all over the place. That's 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 big. But that concept art is, isn't rumor. That's like no, no. That's actual that's concept. Actual art. concept art that's happened. Because um, in the in the one where it shows like the two warring factions, yes. we've got on the left side we've got Iron Man, we've got Black Widow, we've got Black Panther, we've got the Vision, we've got War Machine. And then on the right side, we've got, um, looks like... Falcon? Well, we've got Falcon at the top with his uh, his bird, Red Wing. Yeah. Who's actually going to be a drone in Civil War. Which yeah, is that's cool. Which is a great little modernization of that. Uh, we've in the got, comics, he had an actual bird. Yeah, he had an actual Falcon. But this is a, this is a drone. That's cool. Yep. We've got, um, we've got Mr. Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes there. We've got yep. Hawkeye. We've got what looks like Agent Carter, not yep. Carter, Agent 13 in the back. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter, yeah. yeah. She is Agent Carter. She is technically the new Agent Carter. Different Agent Carter. Uh, what, got, if, what if they jumped the shark and did that with, like, season four of Agent Carter was just about Sharon Carter? <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? Where are we? What, what time is it? What, um, also, what is this? Little, you may have not noticed, but Ant-Man. Little Ant-Man little there Ant-Man on Cap's on shoulder. Cap shoulder, which is super fun. It really is. And then after that, they've got, like... This is the one team. They've got the, the like the team lined up. Cap in the middle, Falcon and um, Winter Soldier on his right, and or well, sorry, on his left, our right, and uh, Sharon Carter and Hawkeye. On Sharon his Carter left. being there is interesting. It uh, is. It is very interesting, given things we will not talk about on the show because they are big spoilers if the MCU decides to go the way of the comic books. But the, for those of you who've read the comic books uh, oh for my Civil God. War, Sharon Carter being there is a big deal. Oh, my God. Um, and then, on Hawkeye's shoulder, there's Ant-Man. Yeah. Love it. And I swear to God, if like this was posted on our Facebook, I think it was. Yeah. If that doesn't turn into that comic cover with with Hawkeye pulling back the arrow That's right. and Ant Man sitting on the arrow, then just I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Because that's exactly what needs to happen. Yeah, I believe it was Nathaniel Muzzy who posted that, and uh, yeah, it's a picture of of uh, 
Ant-Man standing on Hawkeye's shoulders, and then it says, if this doesn't lead to this, <laughs> and it shows a uh, Ant-Man riding, preparing to ride on one of Hawkeye's arrows, which is pretty awesome. That needs actually, to happen. I believe that was the last comic that was in the um, Scott Lang Ant-Man compilation that we got oh, yeah. uncovered. I remember that. I remember the picture being in there. That's cool. <laughs> I remember the picture. I looked at the pictures. <laughs> That's what comics are about, right? Yeah. Just anyway, pictures. So in the uh, in the the last concept art showing the other team, we've got Iron Man in a completely new looking suit with lights all over it, which you know doesn't make sense at all that he would make a new suit, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Iron Man on his left, we've got Black Panther and the Vision, and on his right, we've got Black Widow and War Machine. It makes sense, but there's no Thor. Well, Thor wasn't in sure, Civil sure. War. But uh, regardless, he's busy. He's busy doing he's busy doing Ragnarok things, things and tracking he's, down Infinity Stones. He's on another planet. Like not a big deal that he's not there. Um, but I just think it's, it's it's notable to mention because we have uh, pretty much every other. We don't we don't have Banner either. In these photos, yes. he was reported on set. Sure, in but, Germany, but we don't we don't have what side he's going to be on. We also, notably, we don't have what side, and I think we had some feedback related to this, but we don't have what Scarlet side Witch. Scarlet Witch is going to fall on. That's true. Um, actually, I think we'll jump to that feedback real quick because I think that uh, was really interesting feedback. Robert Telford Scafey says, "Hi, Matt and Jeff, big fans of the show. I thought maybe you guys could discuss the topic in the pod. This topic in the podcast. My we question will we will right now." Um, my question is regarding Captain America Civil War and Scarlet Witch. With Marvel releasing images that supposedly demonstrate the alliances of each character in Civil War, I don't believe it is going to be that straightforward. I was wondering where you think Wanda Maximoff fits into all of this. So far, to my knowledge... No information has been released regarding her allegiance, and I believe hers to be a key one. Although a lot of speculation has speculation, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm bad at reading. A lot of speculation has stated that Black Panther and I um, would be playing the Spider-Man role of switching sides in Civil War. And since they have gotten the rights back to Spider-Man himself, I believe that Scarlet Witch will be fulfilling the role in the film. In Age of Ultron, we only got to see a glimpse of her power, and I believe that her inability to control her power will be her primary reason that Tony takes issue with Cap and his new Avengers. Interesting. Um, when she realizes that she has no control, she joins Tony's team. What are your opinions on this? There have actually been news reports and rumors going around about the inciting incident of Civil War. Oh, yeah? Which is um, that Crossbones is fighting with Cap and... Uh, spoiler Scarlet. alert, I guess. It's, I guess. It's a rumor, but it's spoiler alert. It's spoilery rumor, sort of. Spoilery rumor, okay. Anyway, um... So Cap and Crossbones are fighting. Scarlet Witch is involved in some way. I guess she's on the team or whatever. Sure. And uh, Crossbones has explosives wired all over his body. And they're in, like, a crowded area. So instead of fighting and uh, potentially blowing everybody up, Cap has Scarlet Witch levitate Crossbones just straight up. Off the ground, away from everybody, you know out of harm's way basically and then right about that time a populated building nearby 
detonates and you know kills a bunch of people and everything and then i'm assuming that that would be like a scarlet witch goes oh crap i caused this in some way maybe yeah and she goes nuts and goes into hiding goes underground whatever and or that's just why we explodes don't see her there. everyone like they're ultron bots right <laughs> so she loses control man yeah yeah she's unstable so you know she probably goes into hiding it, over that in some way or sure. maybe she gets arrested maybe she's in prison the whole time yeah yeah that would make sense um man that's, that's maybe she's in prison and cap is trying to break her out but i feel like if 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 cap commands her to levitate cross bones and it causes this if it, if it legitimately does cause the problem i feel like cap would have a lot more reservations too yeah about you know the he, he he seems like he might fall on the uh, the side of the the registration if if he caused it. Um, I've I've always been of the mind that Tony wants the registration partially because of what he caused with the with Ultron. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, that's I, first off. I love the idea of. I just loved. I'd love to see Captain America again giving commands to the other Avengers. You know. Yeah. I, I love that. He's a great leader. He's a great leader. That scene in uh, Age of Ultron <clears throat> when they're on the train, yep. and, and as soon as as soon as the Maximoffs join him, he's just like giving them commands and like saving every life. Like I, I loved it. <laughs> um, it's so good. Um, I, th- I I think it's interesting because I don't see how she would side with Tony. No. Given her hatred for Tony, I mean, I think they've somewhat gotten over it now. Maybe. Well, I don't know that she, I don't know that they have. Because in the end of Avengers Age of Ultron, he's leaving. She, he, he may not even be an Avenger anymore. Like, he's, he's, he gets in that car to go away from the Avengers, and Cap comes into his new Avengers team, and she's on it. Um, but, so obviously they work together to stop Ultron, but I, I still feel like she would have a pretty intense hatred of Stark. Yeah, I mean, he created the thing that killed her brother as well. Yeah, and the thing that killed her parents. Yep. Uh, Stark murdered my whole family. Yeah, it's kind of hard to think that she would side with Stark. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she is the like the MacGuffin that starts it all. Maybe she is in prison the whole time. I do would love to see a lot from her in this movie. Just because we don't have a Scarlet Witch movie planned, and yeah. you know, there's been a lot of talk about how there's not enough strong female characters in any comic books, um, movies, uh, comic movies, and I, and I would love to see more of Wanda as yeah. as a character, like see see her grow a little bit. Yeah, maybe fall in love with Vision. Yeah, have see that that's the other thing. Happen. We also know in the comics, her and Vision have a thing, and at the end of they're married. The end of the movie. Vision's carrying her out, by, you know, in his arms, and it's like it's a very and she gives him this look, like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> sir, my hero." <laughs> exactly that. Um, yeah, but I, I think that she seems kind of awestruck by him. He's on the opposite side. Yeah, of, he's on of, Stark's side of, of Cap, and I feel like I feel like she would be against Tony, but with Vision. So it's like I don't know where I would put her. So maybe they just do take her out of that game altogether and put so, her in prison. So wait, wait, you're trying to tell me that they have real people emotions instead of it just being like one side versus the other? There's like there's complexity to there's it. There's a whole lot of complexity, and you joke, and <laughs> and like I, I, your your point is well well taken. That uh, this movie is really shaping up to be especially complex yeah as far as emotions on both sides are going because 
like Hawkeye and Black Widow are best friends. Oh, I know. That's, but they're on opposite sides. That was probably the most surprising thing about the, when they released that picture. Uh, I'm really surprised that Hawkeye and Black Widow end up on opposite sides. Yeah. There's apparently footage that we haven't seen yet, but uh, it was released at uh, D23 of of Civil War, and there's a scene of them fighting, yep. and that one of them says to the other, we're still going to be friends after this, right? It's like, that's kind of heartbreaking. Uh, like, yep. I don't know what kind of, uh, the, the tone of and that. And I think the, res- the reply to it was like, it depends on how hard you hit me. Really? That's yep. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, ouch. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I, I can't say enough about how excited I am about Civil War. Um, we have... That's how, the next movie! I know. It's, yes! It's, it's still a ways away, though. We have like eight months. But it's the next movie! Maybe six months, seven months, something like that. I don't care. It's the My brain's next... Fuzzy. Like, I don't have any other movies to focus on <laughs> until then, except for maybe Star Wars. Yeah. Do you I'm, know that Disney has booked every single IMAX theater in North America for a month when that comes out? Wow. For a month. Wow. I think I had read that somewhere, and I, but yeah, I didn't... That's insane. Didn't read the article. I just saw the, the headline. That's in, that is really insane. But that's not MCU. We not. should not focus on that. It is not. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it's sort of related. I'd like to see how Disney does with Star Wars because I feel like Disney did such a great job with – has done such a great job with the MCU so far. Yeah. Well, there's when did so they many take spin-off over? movies. When did they take over? They took over after – I, I want to say it was after um, – shit. We have the internet. <laughs> well, kind of my po- one of my points is is that we we talk about uh, DC kind of picking up the Marvel mantle and trying to like be like Marvel with the way they've structured their new DC cinematic universe. A uh, little nod to the DC DC on screen podcast. You guys check check them out. Uh, but uh, those that are our buddies. August thirty first. Wow. Okay, it has been exactly six years. Okay, so the vast majority of of the MCU movies came out. While Disney was was owner, yeah. um, I'm just curious um, how late in the game they stepped in. August 31st, 2009. Wow, that's like the first second year. That's like before. That's before Iron Man two came out. That's 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 pretty crazy. Okay, um, well, I think it's interesting to note that everybody talks about the DC Cinematic Universe trying to copy Marvel uh, or like you know be like Marvel with their universe, but I think that uh, more likely. Star Wars is going to be more like Marvel. <laughs> They're very Disney has like, oh, this worked. Let's like structure Let's do that it. for everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's a whole different issue. But yeah, <laughs> it looks like Star Wars might be kind of doing that. Yeah, with a movie a year, starting with a movie a year next year. So yeah, <laughs> Frozen is now in the same universe as <laughs> let's link them come on yeah we got to link all those uh, all those disney fairy tales you uh, know that there have been so many like internet speculations on like little mermaid was in the same area as um as as frozen where her parents felt like the the ship went down that was the shipwreck that ariel saw they were going to the the wedding of rapunzel and i'm like that is, you're trying way yeah, too you're hard. you're trying, trying way too hard. But I get it. There's Disney files out there. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're Marvel files. It's cool. I understand. We're almost Disney files. Yeah, we're, we're, we're right there. We're, we're on the way. 
you know, peripherally <laughs> Mar- Disney files. We're on. We're in the periphery. Yeah, yeah. That's a hard word to say. We're in one of the tin rings of. Uh, ah, I get it. Disney fandom. Speaking of which, we have some feedback about the Ten Rings. We do. You want to just jump onto that Ten Let's Rings Let's jump feedback? on it. Yeah, I liked this a lot. Um, yeah, Robert T. Frost hit us up on Facebook, said, Hi, gang. I just finished listening to the latest podcast with your Iron Man review. Couple of thoughts. If you need a movie to see just how hard it may be for the Winter Soldier to control his cybernetic arm, just watch Dr. Strangelove, Stanley Kubrick's classic 1964 movie. <laughs> Peter Sellers might not have had a cybernetic arm, but he certainly had trouble controlling his fascist hand. Yeah, that was that's, that's fun. It says, Also, I had a realization. The villain in Iron Man was with the Ten Rings and would play with his ring. It reminded me of the way that Dr. Ivchenko would spin his ring to hypnotize or control subjects in Agent Carter. Did each have one of the Ten Rings, or just coincidence? And if they are two out of the Ten Rings, where are they now? Or are they just a tool or a symbol of allegiance? As always, keep up the great podcast. I have a lot of fun listening. I have a lot of fun talking. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Robert. Thank Um, you, and you're welcome. There's a lot to unpack there, but I think the Ten Rings stuff is really interesting. Um, It would be amazing if they have been sprinkling... They have been sprinkling Ten Rings references throughout the MCU. We yeah, know that. One that we didn't mention that uh, that I recently read about in Iron Man 2, uh, when we talked about Iron Man 2 on our last podcast, we didn't talk about the fact that one of the Ten Rings members was the person that gave uh, Ivan Vanko his passport and Monaco uh, yeah. ticket in, yeah. in the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah. There's another That's little huge. Ten Rings sprinkled in. And, of course, the one in Ant-Man. And if, if, uh, if Chenko what, was using that uh, ring and that was a Ten Rings, uh, if that was one of the Ten Rings, like, that would be really, really badass. That would be. Um, and it's more like, we just, <laughs> we, we got that feedback, so we went and read about what the Ten Rings do. Um, and that does match up with what one of the Ten Rings does. It, it does mind control at close range. Yep. Which is exactly what Evchenko could do. Um, so that makes sense. The only thing that doesn't make sense is if that's the case, the other guy who was playing with his ring um, doesn't really match he up with any of the other. Do anything with it? Yeah, so. he never uses it. And all of the other rings have like pretty extreme uses. Yeah, pretty solid. Like ice like blast and powers. fire blast and, and electro blast yeah, and concussion so, so, waves. Yeah, I feel like if that guy had that power, he probably would have used it. He probably would have done something with it. Unless it was the mind control one. Ooh. It did, it looked different though. Okay. It looked different. Like if Chenko's just looked like a wedding ring, like standard, right. you know, gold wedding band. And um, the that's, one what, that, that's what he wants us to think it looks like. <laughs> He's using his mind control. <laughs> no, there was one. Um, I think it was called the White Light. Or it might have been the Mighty Rearranger ring. One of the two of those could make the wearer look different. Like change his appearance. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. What if that was Ivchenko? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was the Mandarin? Yeah, that's that's an actually that's that's totally a possible. Uh, you know that guy use of the ring he could, could been still used. be alive. Yeah, because they didn't show his death on screen. They didn't show his death on screen, and he could be. Ooh, the guy. <laughs> this is stupid. Nah, it's it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> what, so we see 
we see uh we see the guy go in that room now nah, we see him we see him get locked up by that uh device in Iron Man one we see him get locked up by that device the uh his his veins get all black the you're one, talking about the paralysis the yeah, temporary the paralysis? paralysis device isn't that yeah but he could be changing his appearance it's true I was going to say it could have been him that walked out of that uh, that tent instead of uh, Dude Man, but we saw him get paralyzed. So, but he could have used that Matter Ranger ring. Who knows? Uh, that's a, that's, oh my that's God. A, wild speculation. Yeah, that's wild speculation. That's worse than the Disney shit. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about some bad speculation, sir? I, I like it though. But it could have been. He, they do never show his death, and they could have just left him paralyzed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that past. Uh, past that character at all to like just leave him paralyzed he's like hey he's not a problem to me anymore let's go <laughs> let's clean up here but I like that I like the idea that it could been it could he, if, if, he's, if he's using it to change his appearance he could be anyone else in the MCU <laughs> what if like we just see someone spin a ring that we've known for like whatever known for a couple movies now some agent or something and like he is that guy like that would be badass that would be I mean, what if they've been just showing us rings without actually like letting us know? Yeah, that these are these are your ten rings. Sure, sure. They could they could they could be rings all over the place. Uh, I was saying before we started recording that these ten all this ten ring speculation reminds me so much of all the Infinity Stone oh, speculation yeah. and and all the Infinity Stone collection that's been going on all throughout all of these movies. So, you know, could be. Could be that they've got a plan for Phase Six that they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna bring in all the ten rings come together, you know, and the Mandarin does come 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 about. Um, yeah, they sprinkle fun. in more rings in like Phase Four, Phase Four, Phase Five, whatever. So we're going into Phase Three now, correct? Yeah, man, I'm excited. I know. First, our first uh, our first look at Phase Three is coming in a couple weeks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. Um, what else you got news-wise? We, we got a few more things. We got some casting news. You want to talk about some casting sure, news? Sure, man. Go for it. Uh, we, got, um, we got Alfred Woodard is joining the, the Luke Cage series on Netflix as Minetta, who is going to be a powerful local politician. Uh, you may have seen Alfred Woodard in such things as 12 Years a Slave. She was Mistress Shaw. Um, she was in the recent True Blood series as Ruby Jean Reynolds. Hmm. Uh, she was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. One of the things that I find neat is that uh, she was in a TV miniseries, a, uh, an animated miniseries, The Black Panther, which is about Black Panther. Yeah. Huh. I, just, I find that interesting. She's already done some Marvel stuff. That's fun. Even though it was just a voice, she just lent her voice to it. Yeah. Well, obviously Marvel liked working with her. Yeah, yeah. She was in K-Pax. She was in Star Trek: First Contact. Oh, from Star Trek: First Contact. Oh, I know who you, I know who she is. Yeah. She was Lily. She was Lily in Star Trek: First Contact. Um, when you said Star Trek First Contact, I wasn't thinking of First Contact. I was thinking of the newer Star Treks. Uh, but yeah, no, I know First Contact well. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 my high school jam right there. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's going to be a uh, powerful local politician. 
Cool. I dig Named it. Mineta. I dig it. Probably going to have some uh, some pardoning going on for Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he goes to prison at one point. Anyway, I'm not going to spoil it too much. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've got a whole bunch of uh, set photos and costume photos that are going to go up on our uh, on our Blog Talk Radio feed. So if you're listening to our podcast on anywhere where we've got it embedded, on Facebook, on 45 Magazine, on Blog Talk, anything like that, you can watch the slideshow. We're going to put in uh, the Punisher on the set of Daredevil in, uh, in his costume, looking Ooh. badass. Mr. Bernthal looking badass there. Um, we're going to put in Black Panther costume photos. We're going to put in that that uh, concept art. Uh, other Daredevil set photos. There's one of uh, Karen Page and Daredevil or, and um, Matt Murdock holding hands walking down the street. Like fingers interlocked. All Duh. sweet and whatnot. <clears throat> uh, other news. Um, more casting news, really. Matthew Willig who is a, uh, a former NFL star he, who, like, I think he just finished his 14th season wow. in the NFL. Wow. It's intense. It's a lot of seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has been in films like We're the Millers and Year One. Um, he is going to be joining the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast in, Agent, in um, Season 3 as the Inhuman Lash I'm really excited about this. Yeah? Because in the Inhumans story, uh, whenever in the Infinity um, in the Infinity event a couple of years ago, Black Bolt detonated a Terrigen bomb over New York. Okay. Or well, over the world, really. And Lash is one of the Inhumans that, uh, you know, was descended from all of the inhumans of the past and, and like has that family bloodline or whatever, and was chosen to be one that goes through Terragenesis. And whenever Black Bolt sets off the Terragen bomb and kind of just makes a bunch of inhumans happen, Lash is resentful of all of these new inhumans coming into being. He had to work hard for it. Right. He had to, he had to, to be chosen and he feels that he needs to be the judge of who's worthy to be an inhuman and he goes out and starts killing inhumans that he deems unworthy of their gifts nice that sounds interesting honestly i'm just excited about season two being so um you know inhuman centric and i I think it's gonna have a lot right 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 season three uh it's gonna have a lot of um inhuman stuff in there and it just you know it's just classic and we're gonna see a lot more of lincoln yeah I, I think it's just gonna be classic um comic book storytelling but they've done it they've done the job of making it sort of realistic or at least grounded with the first two seasons they they put en- they put enough into the first two seasons to ground the show yeah um so very excited I like that it's it's continuing. It's not like they um it's not like they they did something and they're like, "Oh, well, that'll come into play someday." Someday. <laughs> you know how long it takes fish oil to get to market? <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> it takes years of hard work and fish squeezing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
takes years of hard work and fish squeezing. Fish squeezing. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> years of hard work and fish squeezing. AKA news. <laughs> so also in season three, um, apparently there's going to be big changes for Melinda May's character. Whatever. She's quit or something. She's coming back. Whatever. Um, we're going to see a lot more of Lincoln. Lincoln is going to be um, a man without a country. He's he's not necessarily on the side of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he might be trouble for S.H.I.E.L.D. because he's just kind of out in the world now trying to figure out who he is. He may not be friendly to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I doubt he would be, but I don't think he's any any more against S.H.I.E.L.D. after the way things ended. I think he's very neutral right now. Yeah, I think he realized... That his people were the bad guys. <laughs> He's got a neutral charge. Ha 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 ha. Ah, that was a lame joke. That was I'm pretty sorry. good. That was pretty good. It's pretty no, good. No. I liked it. Elizabeth Henstridge in a uh, in a recent interview spoke on uh, what's going to happen to uh, Agent Simmons in season three because if you remember, spoiler alert, at the end of season two, she got swallowed by that rock. Mm-hmm. By that weird stone, the um, I don't remember what they called it. Um, but she says we're going to find out what happened to Simmons pretty quickly. Uh, she's definitely changed by the experience, and what's happened to her is going to impact the season, kind of as a theme or something like that. I didn't think that they'd go that far with it, honestly. I thought she's probably just inside the rock, stuck. <laughs> the writer's imaginations are much better than mine. It'll be interesting to see if her views on Inhumans have changed at all and how that alters her relationships with the other people. Yeah. That's, I mean, if she becomes a, for better of, uh, better, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, a metahuman or so, <laughs> something to that effect. Um, what if she is an Inhuman and it wanted to swallow her because? It's possible. And what if she gets spit out on the other side and undergoes terogenesis? Maybe. Is that, but like, I, th- I thought it was supposed to be a weapon against the Inhumans, though. I don't know. That's what they said. They said well, something. Of course, they don't really know. There's yeah, they don't know. They don't know for sure. And, um, I mean, the stories get changed up all all the time. Like, angels from the sky. No, it's actually just aliens. Sure. There's the misinterpretations all the time. Like, weapon against... Maybe, but probably not. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm just excited that the first thing she said was just, we're going to be finding out pretty quickly what happened to her. Yeah, we don't have to wait on it. I was I was a little worried we were going to get like a season of, what happened to Simmons? She was on the boat. What happened to her? Did Lincoln get her? Did this guy get her? Uh, must have been. Fitz course. is just hunting everyone down. Yeah, yeah, right. Relentlessly killing people. Fitz goes Punisher on everyone. <laughs> he joins with Lash. What? Why? <laughs> Lash does energy whips. He's human. None of this makes any sense. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm I'm excited that we'll get to know sooner than later. Um, so what else we got? We got any other news stories? We do have uh, just a couple of news stories. Um, we all know that D23 happened. There were, um, there were presentations there. Uh, Doctor Strange concept art was, was shown there, and all of the feedback from that has said that Doctor Strange has never looked so menacing hmm. and intense. And um, 
speaking on that, the cinematographer, the chief cinematographer for Doctor Strange says that the entire movie is going to look dark and psychedelic. Which makes sense if you watched um, the animated Doctor Strange film that's on Netflix. Yeah. Which is actually a really good one. Um, that shows off a lot of the just the crazy realm uh, of like color and, and whatnot. And the, the differences yeah. between the worlds that cannot he goes through. Wait, cannot wait to have time to watch that in October. <laughs> Pretty excited. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh other news that I've got, uh, Madame Mask is going to be an antagonist in Agent Carter Season 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know who Madame Mask is, go read a comic book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm I don't, just kidding. I don't want to. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here so you tell me all these things. Okay, so Madame Mask in Marvel Comics was originally... Um, yeah, she becomes the, or she's a leader of the Magia. Um, she comes into conflict with Iron Man, um, Tony Stark a lot actually, and you know she's one of those that just keeps showing up. Uh, she assists no, yeah, she assists the Thunderbolts at one point. Anyway, she's going to be a uh, I guess an older character now uh, since they're putting her into the forties. They're doing their own kind of spin on her. Um, okay. She's going to be a 40s uh, actress, a 40s actress, which is very... Uh, they're, they're comparing her to Hedy Lamarr, who's a 40s uh, siren actress, who was also a scientific genius. So that's part of what they're mining with this character. They're, hmm. they're going for that. Uh, they said that they have cast the role, but they have not... Or they're, they're not gonna say they're not able to say who it is just yet but uh madame mask originally had a golden mask on her face to um to disguise or to not disguise but to hide her her horribly disfigured face hmm kind of like dr doom (laughs) i don't know why i said it like that (laughs) (laughs) uh you see madame mask a lot in the um the Marvel Avengers Alliance Facebook game. Just okay. A little shout out to Mr. McFall there. Yeah. Epic Boss McFall there. I feel like um, the... <laughs> it's weird that they keep giving her female villains. I, I know it's just twice so far, but I feel like last season it was very much about that uh, that other agent that was very much like a anti-Carter <laughs> And it oh. seems like they're already touting that this is going to be her villain for season two. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's interesting. I like it. I like that it's more of a, a leader of a female rather than, like, the female assassin oh, who's being sent in by the, the, the big guy. or whatever, yeah. I agree with that. I, I but, but I also feel like Agent Carter can fight boys, too. She does all the time. Yeah, yeah. But her big bad last season was a girl, and it seems like this might be her big bad for the season. But we don't know. We don't know. We her, don't know. Her physical big bad was a girl. Yeah. The the overall big bad was you know, Avchenko. Ivchenko. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I think that's all the news, right? Is it? I think so. It's not. What do you got? ABC has ordered a pilot of a uh, of a ser- of a new series of um, an Adriana Palicki starred Mockingbird centric 
series. That's they're not going to let this idea go. I guess they're not, and it, it's going to be starring it, her and uh, Nick, Nick Blood. Blood. So her and Blood her. Hunter. They they talked. <laughs> I, I like to call him Blood Hunter, um, but uh, Nick Blood, Lance Hunter, Blood Hunter. What well, you know? It, it flows. You get you get you got it. Um, I don't I don't know if I love the idea of the story or not. Like it's cool to have the idea of more more content. Well, the title is called Marvel's Most Wanted, so they're gonna be hunting down maybe the the baddies. That sounds fun. That sounds it does. a lot of fun. It sounds a lot of fun. It sounds very uh, Creature of the Weeky though. I, I wonder. I wonder if it'll be good, be good for my my tastes. I don't know. I'm not down on it at all. I, I, think, it, I very, think it could be could be could be really wonderful. I have very exacting tastes as far as my Marvel content is concerned. Yeah. <laughs> um. Obviously not. I love it all. <laughs> uh, you even like um, Iron Man three. So clearly your taste is not exacting. I do. All right. Uh, that's the last news story, correct? Uh, yeah, that's the last thing I got. Well, let's get into some feedback, my friend. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. We got a bunch of feedback. I'll wait um, into this. We'll, we'll get through it kind of quickly tonight because we are uh, we are running longer than you we had. You are pressed for time. I am always pressed for time this month. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, podcast listeners. If Jeff wants to do an episode or two without me, I'd understand. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so you're pressed for time, too? No, I'm incapable. Oh, you're like, the equipment's all yours. <laughs> it's, it's in your home. <laughs> and you use it all for the things that you're busy with. <laughs> it's, it's, valid, valid point. it's valid points all. Um, all right. So, uh, Nathaniel Muzzy uh, says on Facebook, predicting that Marvel will allow Fox to do an X-Men TV show in exchange for the rights to the Fantastic Four. You know what? That's funny. Do it. I want that to happen. Give us the Fantastic Four back so that it can stop sucking. Here's the problem with any deal that Marvel will make for the Fantastic Four. There's, they're not worth anything. Yeah. Well. At this point, there's no reason for Marvel to give anything up. Well, until, until the Punisher comes out as amazing in Daredevil Season 2, then we'll know how good Marvel is at taking back property and making it good That's again. That's true. And another story... Which I mean, they I, did we, that with Daredevil, too. We did not mention this in news, which we should have... Um the other story that's going around right now, it's kind of rumors at this point, but there's apparently talks going on with Wesley Snipes to come back as Blade. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently, uh, for those of you who don't know this, the, in the comics currently, Blade is a female Blade who is the, the daughter of the, the original Blade. Daughter of the yeah. original Blade. And so it is being speculated with talks that are happening with Wesley Snipes that Marvel is going to bring back. The, uh, and have a new Blade movie featuring the younger female Blade, but also featuring her father. <laughs> like the older Blade? The older Blade. Kind of making those old movies canon? Yes, it seems like they're going to make those old movies canon, which they're already introducing so much mystical stuff with Doctor Strange, it makes a lot of sense that um, they would do that. I mean, let's just go straight into the fantastical. Yeah, just uh, you sure. Makes sense. We already have a Doctor Strange. He's a wizard. Let's bring back uh, vampires. <laughs> sure. Frankenstein next week. <laughs> um, I kind of did that. That's Bucky, really. Ouch. Kind of, right? No. No, not really. No. He's one guy with a couple. He's a robot. He's <laughs> he's part robot. <laughs> he's a cyborg. He's <laughs> not a robot. He's part cyborg. He's a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's part robot. <laughs> All right, 
Sebastian James <laughs> Braguglio says... You did that quite well. Thank you. I don't know if it was right. Uh, okay. Uh, I can't be the one, only one rolling on the floor with happiness with all these lackluster four reviews. Talking about Fantastic Four. Right? Um, there is a bit of me that wants to celebrate... The, the fact that... The Fox, Fox failure. The Fox failure. Um, now, I must say, and, and we, have, we have some other feedback related to this, and we'll probably, I'll probably just talk about that next, um, but there is a part of me, just because I want all Marvel properties back at Marvel, I want Marvel to have freedom to use all of its properties. So when I see that Fantastic Four failed, it... It delights me in a small in a small way, but at the same token, I would much rather they all be good movies. You know? Yeah. I, w- I mean, I'd... you don't want to see anybody's life in ruins. Like Josh Trank's is probably going to be. Oh now. yeah. No, I, d- I definitely don't. Definitely don't. Um, and I, I guess I, I guess I should cover this feedback real quick. Uh, that Joe Sanders says. If you guys are hell-bent on hating Fantastic Four, then I, for one, vote against doing an episode about it. You've already decided you'll hate it, so you're not open to maybe liking it, and then you're not going to enjoy it, and then I'm not going to enjoy listening to the episode. Disappointing that you guys would prejudge a movie based on its Rotten Tomatoes score, or say movie X is better than movie Y, using Rotten Tomatoes as evidence, please just think for yourselves. That's not too much to ask. Don't mean for this to come across as trolling or anything. I'm a big fan of the show and just want to keep being a fan. Sure, sure, yeah. I absolutely <clears throat> do not think of that as trolling, Joe. I appreciate the feedback. Uh, I just for once say I'm sorry if I uh, if I sounded like I would straight up prejudge the movie. I I don't purely base it on Rotten Tomatoes scores. I base the idea that I think that movie's bad based on a lot of reviewers that I trust and their descriptions of why it's bad, uh, which I think is a more valid uh, way of thinking than just a score. Because, yes, sometimes people bandwagon. Uh, You know, a movie is said it's bad, so so many people say it's bad, then it just gets gets piled on. you I get that don't snowball of a bad movie. I don't say that Fantastic Four is bad because I haven't seen it. I do say that it is probably bad, um, and I and I do I will see it. You know, I say that I probably won't even see the movie. Um, which <laughs> I'm gonna see it. Never saw it. Yeah, it's, you're gonna ask me two years from now. I'm like, nope, nope, never saw it. Someone's gonna hold me to. It's I'll on my Netflix it. list. It's on the list. I'll mean to see it sometime. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't enjoy listening. I generally don't enjoy listening to people just bag on things. Uh, so that's that, that idea for an episode was probably a bad one. Um, I think but it, was it was more of a, a joke. A jokey. Yeah, kind I, was, of thing. I was really just joking. I thought it would be fun because to. It was just an idea to have a good combination episode with the DC on screen podcast, which are guys that I love, and we'd love to have them on the show. Um, so. I apologize for sounding like I just wanted to bag on it. I, if I had gone to see it, and if we do that, if we decide to do that episode, I will give it a chance. I, from the beginning, I would have given it a chance, and I still will. But I kind of doubt we'll even do it. The time has passed. It was just a joke for that week. <laughs> that, and we're going to be way too busy upcoming. Oh, yeah. We've got plenty of the actual MCU stuff to cover. Probably We've got not real got movies to, to watch. That Ooh, was also mean. Boom. <laughs> yeah. D- by the way, I apologize for all the things we said. Jeff holds firm. That movie's horrible. Uh, <laughs> still haven't seen it. Still don't want to see it. <laughs> I, really, I just don't want to give Fox my money because they keep screwing up. And yeah. I they say, have to learn. They did good 
with some of these recent X Men movies, and so I had hope that it was going to be good from the beginning. I can I, I can give I can give you the they they did good with the X Men films. Uh, in like Days of Future Past and First Class, mm-hmm. if I separate what I know about the X Men franchise and comics from myself when I watch it, I sure. enjoyed it a lot when I numbed my brain a little bit and was like, just don't think about it, just don't think about what you know. And when I didn't think about the fact that like everything was being changed, then I liked it a bunch. Yeah. But what I like, what one of the things that I liked about the MCU is that not absolutely everything was changed about it. Sure. Like, there were still... I mean, there were artistic licenses and modernizations that were happening, but they still kept, like, the general flow of most of the origin stories the same. The characters were mostly intact. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, I don't care about that stuff at all, for the most part. As long as you keep the core of a character. I'm one of those comic fanboys. (laughs) I I do hate it when they change the core of a character to the point that that character, there's no point in calling it that character anymore. Right. Because in that point, you're, I consider that a money grab. If you, if fair. You're, and I felt that way about, I mean, it, it, parts of Man of Steel, they changed the character so much that I felt like they could have just made him a different character. Yeah, we've talked about Pa Kent a lot. Yes, we have. Um, you know, and it, it, when when they go that far with it, where the character is so different, there's a lot of movies where they do that, and it, and it's just a money grab because you're not if you change Superman to the point where he's no longer has the core of the Superman character, yeah, he's not Superman anymore. You're just putting the Superman name on something to make money. You're slapping a logo on it. Yeah, and that 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 I have a problem with, and it sounds like this this Fantastic Four movie might have been a bit of that. Yeah, uh, but it sounds maybe. like Josh Trank had a legitimate vision that he really wanted. Well, from what I understand, they're keeping a lot to the um, to the ultimate storyline of you know visiting an alternate dimension. I've heard there that. was so much that could have been done with that, and like so much source material that could have been used and done well, but they just they just strayed too much from it. And, and from what I've heard, uh, the reviewers that I do trust and I've heard talk about the movie, the first three fourths of the movie is pretty good. Yeah. And then, and it, then just it just rushes the ending. Rushes and derails at the end where you're like, what is this happening in this movie? <laughs> um, and so, you know, that, that, that does sound like a bad thing. It's not, the movie sounds bad based on a lot more than a Rotten Tomatoes score. So it, but I might be wrong. Until I've seen it, I won't say it's bad. It kind of does the opposite of what The Incredible Hulk did, where it was just kind of like really slow at the beginning and then got really good when the Hulk... Happened a bunch. Yeah. At the end. See, for me, that movie, as I've said, is an abomination movie. Like that movie's all That's about true. abomination. I love. We 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 had this cast. It's all about two that Blonsky. <laughs> all about that Blonsky. About that Blonsky. No banner. <laughs> we keep taking that song and applying it to every Marvel thing that we're watching. Yep, we do. Uh, Mala about that Fisk. About that Fisk. N- no not devil. devil. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, all right we, we got another ear from Nathaniel Muzzy. Uh, well, this is Nathaniel Muzzy was posting on our Facebook today about the Marvel shakeup where the Kevin Feige breaks free as C of the CEO Perlmutter. Um, and so that's that's big news. And he he just said Feige, Feige may go down as the Stan Lee of the comics movie era. Seriously, how many film company execs can you pick out of a crowd? I already think he's at that level. Um. 
He is. I won't say he's at Stan Lee's level. That's well, I mean, like a, not, that's a lot to say. But he is definitely someone that the fans laud. Well, he doesn't have the personality of of a Stan Lee. Stan Lee, and it's a different time. Just a different time. Think about though the the different media that that they use. Like Stan Lee can write, you know, twenty comics and put them out once a month over the year. Feige has movies that he's doing. Like they're increasing. And like really stretching themselves to make three movies a year. Yeah. So like the the medium involved is just an insanely different kind of thing. Sure. In order to tell the same story, they have to do a lot more with film than they than they can do or that they have to do with comics. So like I really think that the amount of stuff that Feige has put into these films that they've done is is getting to the level of of the Stanley like the amount of stuff that he put into the comics. Sure. So I could say that he's he's close. He's close to on the level yeah. of Stanley. I don't Lee. I don't know that he'll ever because because Give for it one another thing, decade. For one thing Stanley <laughs> created these characters. That's true. Um a lot of them or, yeah. or helped in the creation of these characters and you know if anything Kevin Feige is interpreting them and even then he's not interpreting them himself. He's Heading up a team that is interpreting them, and he's like, he's just a really good CEO. At he this really point. is. <laughs> he's just a really good CEO of, of Marvel Studios. He's a president. President. Sorry, I'm, he's not CEO. Right. I don't know. How dare you? I don't know how these things work. Um, <laughs> I don't know how businesses function. I don't. I'm bad at it. Um, <laughs> That's why I play music. <laughs> Ben Robin over on Twitter says, rewatching all the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with my wifey. She provide uh, she provides great commentary tonight. Iron Man. <laughs> I feel like that was me tweeting that as someone else <laughs> because it's exactly what happened. Your wife provides great commentary. Yeah, she provided great commentary for Iron Man and had a, a re, uh, like a good viewpoint that we talked about on the podcast. Oh yeah, nice. Well, why don't you have her on the show? Why don't you have your wife on the show, Ben? <laughs> Not you, your wife. She's the one with the good. She's the one with the good commentary. <laughs> your commentary sucks. <laughs> we need her. Well, yeah, tell, we're tell, friends with you to get to her. Yeah, we're just we're just we're trying, using you. <laughs> we're just using you to get to your wife for her sweet commentary. Um, Whoa, that's just. Uh, it feels a little little rude. That did feel, that did feel a little rude. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben Robin. Definitely I'm not. sorry for what Matt just said to you. <laughs> Mark Margo says, uh, MCU cast, you guys forgot to cover the tag scene at the end of Iron Man. Holy crap, we did. Uh, hey, guess what? Nick Fury shows up. Yeah. I could have sworn we covered this. We didn't. Because we, I know we've talked about it recently on the podcast. We didn't cover it at all. I remember when it happened, I was like, we're not going to talk? We're, we're just ending it? You know, you can say things out loud. Can I? <laughs> I didn't feel like I could. I was being oppressed. Well, thank you, thank you, Mark, for calling us out. We totally should have, because that is honestly one of the biggest moments in the MCU. It's the it is the beginning of the MCU in many ways. And everybody lost their minds. Yeah, I definitely did. I didn't even know much about the Avengers at that point in my life. It was Avengers was never a comic I read much. I had a couple of them, but uh, I knew I knew of them more than I knew the what I read. Um, and, and when he said the Avengers initiative, I freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I have to buy every comic I've ever They're doing a bigger thing. <laughs> this is going to join other things. Yeah, I was so worried that that was going to turn into just a complete bucket of crap. Sure. That Why wouldn't just, you? Well, yeah, because any other like team-up movie of other movie characters that has ever happened has never been good. Yeah, you're right. You ain't wrong. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Uh, Yoda Hugh on Twitter says, MCU cast uh, Mark Ruffalo spotted on the set of Captain America Civil War. Yeah. I want to be like, thanks. I know. <laughs> I read well, news too. That's uh, that's pretty great. That was rude of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's pretty great. Well, we didn't cover it in the news, so that's a uh, Mark. Yeah, Ruff- we did. We covered it a couple of weeks ago. Did we? Yeah. All right, fine. We did cover it in the news. I thought it was more recent than that. No. Well, it's still cool. He did say it right about the time that it happened, though. Okay. Well, I was like, sounds oh, yeah. like and that's sounds the thing like that Ms. I read about. Mister Banner is going to show up in the uh, in Civil War, which I'm on board for. All right, the Fej on Twitter says, or the Fej on Twitter <laughs> says, can anyone explain to me how some Marvel characters aren't owned by Marvel when it comes to movies? Uh, yes, Fej. Terrible we, deals. We can. I mean, they weren't terrible deals at the time. It's basically a holdover from another era. Um, back in the day, Marvel Studios, instead of... They, they didn't exist. Marvel yeah. Studios wasn't a thing. Marvel had never made a movie on its own. Uh, so They had always sold off their rights to things for other people to make movies. Like Captain America. At, yeah, in all like the way the back 90s. to the 80s yeah. and 90s. Like... Um, there are old movies, and and it's the same thing with uh, with DC sold sold off their rights to Warner Brothers, and basically, these movies are all uh, all movies up until Iron Man well, were made by other studios on behalf of Marvel. Yeah, if you think about it, um, way back in the day, um, Universal still has the rights to the Hulk based on. All of that crap that happened, or not that crap, but uh, um, the series back in the seventies that that's, happened into a couple crazy. of movies. And see, that's the thing. So when it, when it, when they used to, uh, they didn't, they never thought that they'd want to make their own movies. So when they sold the rights, they made deals where they made a percent. Marvel would make a percentage of the profits, and then as long as the movie studios continue to make movies, generally. As like long as every they make, seven years, I think it was. It, every deal is different, but if as long as they make them every so many years, uh, they maintain the rights to those characters. Some characters have reverted back, like Daredevil and Punisher. Thank God. Uh, yeah, because those that series is awesome right now. Um, but the and Blade, Blade uh, has come back. I think Ghost Rider's back. Ghost Rider should be. I think. I think it's back. Um, and so, which is great because he's one of the members of the Defenders. Ooh, that would that be badass if we get Punisher, right. Daredevil, and Ghost Rider on the Netflix shows. Um, but I feel like that's going to be after we see some other mystical elements enter in. Because yeah. I feel like Ghost Rider is kind of a big leap from really a blind is. guy doing kung fu to a flaming skull. Riding a bike. Riding a bike, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a <laughs> with big, flaming wheels. Can't forget yeah. that. Nope, cannot. Um, He's the only one that can walk between both worlds. So I think uh, that that's the answer to your question that uh, at one point Marvel 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 didn't Marvel never made movies until recently. Marvel was not they were not confident in their abilities. So they they, they let other people do it. Yeah. Well, now it, they're taking charge. It costs a lot of money to make a movie. So they the and and when they when they still created Marvel Studios, they started making all of their own movies and any characters they have the rights to. I doubt they're ever going to sell the rights to a movie again. They because, don't have to. Well, you know. They're just going to ride that royalty forever. Now they know they can do it themselves, and they can and do, do a really well. good job. So, yeah. there we go. Especially since they got that Disney money backing them. That's right. All right. So, 
Uh, Noel on Twitter says, At MCU cast, Civil War talk, Hulk cast, antagonist equals person in the way of the protagonist reaching their goals, not always a villain. Um, I agree, uh, and I think she's discussing the fact that we were talking about Tony Stark um, and how how villainous he seemed and how how much of a villain he was going to be in uh, Captain America Civil War. And I agree, he doesn't have to be a villain. He is going to be the antagonist, and I believe he's going to be an antagonist that we can all uh, identify with. And I don't think he's going to be like mustache-twirling, thin, I-want-to-do-bad villain. I believe he's going to be <laughs> a complex villain, but I think that he's he is primed to be a great villain. Like, e- even even if it's only temporarily, even if you want to call him, if you want to call him an antagonist, that's fine. That is definitely true. But I think he's going to cross the line. I think that he's passionate about what he believes, and he's going to go too far with it, with the Registration Act. Well, like he always does. Mm-hmm. He always goes too far. He's very impulsive. We'll see, though. We'll see. He might just be an antagonist that just has a different opinion than uh, Cap, so... All right, last piece of feedback is from Joe Sanders on Facebook saying, Okay, here's how I would fix the cinematic battle of Ant-Man. Scott and Cross are battling in the Scott's daughter's bedroom. He tries to breach Cross's armor who taunts him and says it's titanium. At this, Scott probably makes a witty wisecrack and grows to normal size, at which point he hits himself with his enlarging disc and grows into Giant Man and throttles a terrified cross, probably ripping his arm off to keep the Empire Strikes Back reference. (laughs) So, Scott beats the bad guy and saves the day and everyone cheers. Cut to a later scene of Hank and Scott. Hank, for a second there, I thought you would go subatomic and get inside his suit and sabotage his regulator. Scott, oh, no, no, no. God, no. That's the really, really dangerous. You made that very clear earlier. <laughs> no way I would ever do that. Never. Roll credits. <laughs> um, I that that's fun. Uh, I, that actually reminds me a lot of like a how it should have ended ending. <laughs> it it yeah. really does. It's like yep. it, it reminds me a lot of the uh, how it should have ended Lord of the Rings, and they were like, "Can you imagine if we'd walked? Oh, that would have been horrible." You know what I'm talking about. No. Uh, how it should have ended. Yeah. And how have you seen how it should have ended? Not on that one. I've seen it. There's other a times. there's a Lord of the Rings one where uh, they 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 they, they just meet. take the eagles. Yeah, they take the eagles all the way to Mordor and just drop the ring in as they fly <laughs> over. And then, that and then argument has been made so much. They're flying away, and he says, uh, "Can you imagine if we'd walked?" And he's like, "That that's crazy." And Baromir says, "One of us could have died." <laughs> it's pretty great pretty great um Uh, anyway that is all the feedback and i think we have got to go because i've got to go work on some other shit i'm so sorry how dare you i would love to talk more tonight and we are going to get back together next week and do two episodes for you Uh, we're going to be doing thor uh and captain america the first avenger yeah so that's and gonna I'm going to our... report back on everything that happened at DragonCon that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Sweet. I don't All know right. if there's going to be any Marvel-centric stuff there. It's really heavy DC, like, Arrow and oh, Flash-centric. Yeah? That's cool. Man, I wish I could come to DragonCon. That sounds awesome. Is that this week? Yes, yeah, this weekend. Wow. I'll be in Atlanta. 
day after tomorrow. If I'm you want to grab dinner or something, Atlanta. I'll be in Atlanta. Okay. Um, I'm uh, I'm playing there all weekend, but I'm you know not actually going. And I don't get to go to you the con. You could do a day pass. I could. I'm actually off Saturday. Oh, Ooh. look at that! Saturday day pass, fifty bucks. Oh gosh, that's awful. Um, I might. I might. <laughs> I very well might. You right, know cool. you like to party. I do like to party. And, and this time, I remember I'm, last year. This time, I'm bringing a good flask instead of paying for all those drinks. Shit, that was expensive. <laughs> I went and bought one round of drinks for us, like the four of us, and it was like eighty dollars or something crazy. Okay, I might have had more than one. Yeah, I think you. Because <laughs> for a minute there, you were just passing them back. They were like ten dollars shots. Though. You were like you would you would order I was like, one shot of Fireball for everybody. You it was like, like just ten dollars. You would order one and then like hand it back and then just keep doing that. Until we were like, we're no, stop, stop, yep. we're done, we've right. got enough. Stop convincing me to go to Dragon Con, I really shouldn't. <laughs> All right, Just everybody. Just for a day? Thank you very much for listening to us this fine evening. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, in partnership with 45 Magazine, and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us at Facebook.com com slash mcucast at mcucast on twitter or just look at us look for us at mcucast.com and if you want to call and leave a voicemail so we can play it on the podcast call us at 573 cast mcu leave a brief and to the point voicemail and we will play it on the show and talk about it so i think we've actually missed a couple of those over oh the past really couple weeks shit i am i'm sorry i've been so busy yeah it's the worst how dare but you i'm almost done with my big project shout out to to the nines look us up on facebook it's a band to the nines uh facebook.com slash to the nines music and you can see some of the pictures of and soon there will be footage of the video shoot of my new band uh to the nines music it's an event band it's not it's not like original music but you guys can still check it out if you feel like it (laughs) all right to listen to all of our songs well i'm matt this is jeff over here hey i'm jeff that's me it's so good. He's to, talking about me. It was great hanging out with you. Have a great day.